and I'm Ahmed, and you're listening to IVPN Voice. Hello everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of IVPN Voice. Today we're talking leadership, and we have four distinguished guests with established careers in different aspects of pharmacy. Brilliant people, really, and we're so grateful we managed to get all of them on one episode. We have the one and only Osama Tabbara, pharmacy consultant and president of the IVPN network. Osama Tabbara, uh, I'm labeled and tagged as a servant leader, and I'm proud to be a servant leader. Currently, I'm the president of the IVPN network. Mohamed Sadiqi, Director of Inpatient Pharmacy Services at Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi. Yes, glad to be here. Uh, currently working as Director of Inpatient Pharmacy Services and honored to be uh, leading the team. Yusuf Ahmed, Chief Pharmacist of Care UK Healthcare Group. Hello, everybody. It's a joy and pleasure to be with respected friends and colleagues. Uh, my name is Yusuf, uh, Chief Pharmacist at Care UK and humbly, I'm a pharmacist. And last but not least, we have Nibal Shamaron, Clinical Associate Professor at the Lebanese American University and the PGY1 Program Director. Thank you for having uh, me on um, tonight's episode. Uh, my name is uh, Nibal Shamaron, and I am a Clinical Associate Professor at the Lebanese American University School of Pharmacy. And I'm also the PGY1 Residency Program Director at the LAU School of Pharmacy and at LAU Medical Center Rizit Hospital. Um, it is uh, my passion to be in the position that I am today. Uh, it has always been a long-standing uh, dream for me to uh, be able to uh, provide students and residents and, and growing professionals uh, the uh, ability uh, to pursue residency training and so I'm very happy to be able to offer that here in, in Lebanon. We are so glad to have successful people like you on the podcast to discuss leadership. So we're starting off easy today. It's still the first episode, so we won't dive into specifics, but we'll just discuss leadership and pharmacy in general, importance and main concerns, things like that. So... I think the first question that comes to mind is, how did you get where you are today? What does it take to be in a leadership position like yours? So we want to hear an answer to this question from all the guests. Can we start with uh, you, Osama? I have one answer and only one. It's all about good intentions. If you have the intention, to serve, to empower, and to influence, you will get there. So really, you know, there are 10, leader, 10 leadership lessons in my 35-year uh, hospital journey, but um, on the top of the 10 is the good intentions. Plain and simple. I think we might need a whole episode on Osama's 10 lessons in leadership, don't you think? Let us know if you want us to make it happen. I definitely echo Sama, but on top of that, I believe uh, it was a combination of right timing 
good opportunity, right opportunities, and prayers of my parents, I guess. Uh, I would never say it was because of my hard work, never, mm-hmm. ever. Uh, I think it was a combination of all of those. And alhamdulillah, uh, I am what I am. I completely agree with you about it being multiple factors and not just one thing that gets you where you are. How can you compete with those two answers? Beautiful, <laughs> simple, elegant, and so true. Um, and just, and I would strongly would echo and associate myself with those two comments. I think um, what would be useful for everybody to, to also, uh, listening to also know is that it takes, for me, it takes compassion. You have to have the will and the desire to change and to serve others. So it's the compassion, not only to serve people, but also the desire to make a change in life. And another thing I would add is humility. I think what we what we typically understand as humility varies. I think if we're able to understand it to a deeper level where that our only, only role in life is to help others, I think we will go far. 100%. Amazing answer. Thank you. So, Nibal, what do you have to add to this list? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about being the last to answer these questions. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, everything that was said is, is, is so beautiful and it's inspiring, really. Um, we can never continue. We can never stop being inspired. I think um, for those who are listening, I think... Uh, Hard work and and training, even when you're even when you're tired, I, I think that's one thing that people come across. And when they feel that they're tired, they think, you know, let's let's take a break or step back. And just having that leap of faith mm-hmm. and and moving forward and believing in you know what you hope to make a difference in um, and helping others, of course, I think that's what helped me uh, get to where I am. You hear that, people? It's all about the hustle. Always trust yourself. I'm going to leave the floor to Ahmed now. He has a few questions for you. So, Ahmed, take it away. Uh, now we are starting by asking a specific question for each speaker. Starting with Dr. Osama Tabara. Dr. Osama, since one of your main focuses are leadership and millennials, do you think that being a leader in this generation have changed and how? You know, I, I am a kind of leader who believes that, you know, uh, you know, the millennials, particularly the age group between 24 and 29, are born leaders. They uh, have a very high level of exposure. They have the access to information and, you know, they believe that, you know, uh, it's all about working with the role model person. Uh, You know, I believe the investment on this millennial is worth it. And uh, uh, from my exposure in the past, I would say, eight years, particularly in Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi, It's obvious that, you know, the future is there. I'm very optimistic. Uh, What I like to emphasize on is to have 
you know, the Generation X and the senior millennials as good mentors and good preceptors. If those are available and we invest at the right time on those millennials, the future is prosperous. So do you believe the concept of leadership or how people perceive leaders has changed across generations or is it consistent? Do we millennials behave differently? It's changing. It is changing for sure. But I've noticed that, you know, this particular generation, they have a very high level of confidence. They are so determined and they are, you know, outspoken, you know, nothing scares them. They are ready to, uh, you know, to challenge any situation. You put them in front of 100 people, they go to the stage, they speak with full confidence. But as I told you, the key to success here is proper mentorship, you know, proper advice at the right time. So, yes, it is changing. There is a big difference between the leaders of my generation and the uh, leadership uh, skills of the newer generations. I cannot judge on yet on the Generation Z. Uh, they, are not, they haven't penetrated the market yet, but uh, in particular, the generation the, the, the junior millennials, you know, they have amazing leadership skills. And our second question is a special one prepared for Dr. Nibal. Dr. Nibal, being a successful leader and managing to get things perfectly done throughout a country that's facing a lot of hardships, can you please elaborate on how should a leader act in a moment of crisis? Thank you, Ahmad. Um, you know, I think... Uh... How do you act in a moment of crisis? I think as a leader um, in this country and in a moment of crisis, it's always important to keep, to, to be goal oriented. And, and never, you know, I, every day we face challenges um, and, and challenges never cease to exist. Uh, as you're growing in your leadership career or even before you, you reach you know uh, these positions you're, you're always thinking that one day uh, the challenges will decrease and I will be able to offer all of the skills that I have but you quickly realize that the challenges never cease to come your way and in a time of crisis I think it's uh, it reminds me of you know working uh, in the ER when you have this adrenaline rush that just comes to you and even though it's so intense you're just focused on doing the right thing. So either be it taking care of a patient or pushing a program forward or helping those around you reach their paths, it, it becomes so goal-oriented and so focused um, that you just, it's kind of like you, you gravitate all of the energy you have and, and you push things forward. I, I think that's really, that's, that's my mechanism. And, and some might say that this seems to be, uh, you know, not realistic, like you're, you're, you're not standing on the ground that everyone else is standing on. But you must have aspirations and you must, you must, you must dream big. And I feel like that's, that's the only way to do it. That's really inspiring. So if we can ask for one characteristic, you should say, uh, you, you're saying that it's uh, to be goal-oriented throughout the crisis, to focus on your end result. Absolutely. I believe it's 
focusing on the goal, be goal-oriented. Focused is the key. Thank you. Which is hard to find these days. Yes, despite everything that's happening around us. You're right. It's challenging. It's challenging to stay focused because there are so many factors that come your way. But I feel like if you if you focus not just on the goal, but on those around you, all of the people who believe in this goal, you, you can't just let it go because there are so many people who also believe in it. So you must you must persevere uh, for yourself and for others and for the institution and for you know our community and for our patients. It's, it's what we believe in. Great. See, um, Dr. Nibal, this time we didn't keep you for last. <laughs> we had this Thank question specifically <laughs> for you. <laughs> Thank you, Ahmed, for the lovely questions. I have a question for Dr. Muhammad now. My question to you is, what is the one characteristic, <clears throat> just one, if you had to pick one, characteristic that every leader should have, regardless of their field, or if you feel like there's one uh, that's specific to pharmacy, you could share that as well, please. Sure, um, you definitely made it uh, a bit challenging, but I think without doubt, I would say integrity. Uh, regardless of what profession you are in, what situation you are facing, I believe once you have that, uh, the rest uh, will fall in place. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So because we all know that some people are, you know, not meant to be leaders. And, and that's perfectly fine, right? Whether it's their personality or just lack of the set of required skills, well, not lack. Uh, Ahmed hates negative statements, but some people just have different uh, skills, right? So those people who are not suited for leadership are more often than we think put in leadership roles for whatever reason. And uh, it's usually damaging to the team, um, the organization, uh, etc. So how do you think one should deal with a leader who doesn't really lead. How do you work with that? Uh, disclaimer, this is not about me. I have a great boss. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Mohammed, uh, what do you think? You know, I've been fortunate enough. Uh, I've worked about six, seven different bosses, uh, all from being a student uh, intern, resident, uh, than the last couple of jobs. I was definitely, definitely fortunate. Uh, however, did see people around. So my advice would be, I'm not saying it is going to be an easy route. Uh, my advice is practice what you believe in, have integrity, uh, have good intentions, uh, learn how to manage up, uh, manage your boss. Um, and these are the things that you can control and if things don't work out, there's always an exit strategy that you can put in place. Thank you. Thank you so much. Dr. Youssef, we have a question for you. What do you think is the biggest challenge facing any leader nowadays? Yeah, well, all these questions are hard. Uh, I've, been, I've been just trying to think of the answering how I would answer each of these questions that you posed uh, our respected colleagues. And 
and it's hard to 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 pinpoint what it could be. And I think regarding challenges. So the question, Maria, was challenges for a leader. Is that right? Yeah. So um, in this time and day, what are the biggest challenges facing uh, any leader? Yeah. So I think one of the absolute biggest challenges facing a leader sometimes, especially more now than ever, is knowing when, knowing what the right thing to do is. I think that's that's one of the key things as leaders is that we always look, people look to us to always know what the right thing to do is, to know where we're heading to, to always be clear around the messaging and the communication to, to those that we lead. And I think one of the challenges points in this unprecedented, in this once in a generation, once in a lifetime experience and challenge we're going through is knowing what's around the corner. And when you're responsible for a number of people, when you're responsible for patients, when you're responsible for a department, I think that uncertainty is an absolute challenge. And, I, and if I was to just to add to that, I think the other kind of the key challenge is that constant drive to learn. I always call myself a student of leadership. And I think the challenge is, is continually learning as you go through your journey. So I would, I would just compound that uh, uh, the answer with the fact of being a continual learner. I think that's a, that's a challenge and, and, and also an opportunity to better oneself. Thank you. Thank you so much for the answer. We're running a bit uh, short on time. We don't want to keep you for too long uh, because this was, uh, it's meant to be a 30-minute episode. If Ahmed would allow me, can I ask um, two more questions? not just the one we agreed on. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> okay. So the question I want to ask everyone is, are there any values that we need to have as pharmacists or as pharmacy leaders that would allow us to further progress in the field? Does anyone want to take that question? You know, it's the same concept, whether it's pharmacy or non-pharmacy related. But in the world of pharmacy, Mariam, mm. Uh, you know, the profession is uh, changing very, very quickly. So uh, a particular value is to, to believe and uh, that, you know, the change is the only constant. So it's about the change management and how to convince your uh, senior staff to change at your speed and at the speed of the profession as well. We are moving fast into automation, into informatics, into innovation, at the same time focusing on patient experience, at the same time focusing on patient safety, you know, a new position uh, evolving, uh, like, uh, for example, in the field of patient experience and innovation. So uh, a particular, uh, you know, value of a pharmacy leader is to be very quick, and you know to convince the people around you to go at your speed. I was always accused in the in Cleveland Clinic Abu Dhabi that you know I'm fast, and sometimes I you know cause a burnout on people around me. But I believe you know in in our nation we have slept enough, Ya Maria, so we don't have enough time. Every minute counts. And I insist that the change is the only constant here. 
I see, I see Nibal kind of uh, agreeing here. You know, <laughs> you know I, always, um, I always feel comfortable when I hear people talking about you and, you know, when we're sitting at the table and those who work with you, Usama, how, how fast-paced you are and how you drive them and how you keep pushing them. And as soon as they think they're done with the activity that they have at hand, you have a new one. And that's always inspired me and it actually makes me feel better. Because usually, uh, you know, those around me tell me that sometimes uh, uh, I keep pushing and I, I think to myself, well, if I'm walking in the footsteps of those who have led the profession of pharmacy, then I think I'm on the right track. So we're always learning and inspired by the leaders like yourself, Osama. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you so much for the wonderful answer. Um, does anyone have anything to add to that or should we move to the last question? Just I'll add something very quickly, Mariam, if I may. I would say you've, you've heard a lot of values today. Honesty, integrity, servient. You know, you know, anybody listening to this would know that that helping others is a key thing. The value that, that really strikes for me is celebrating collaboration, celebrating difference. I think one of the key absolute opportunities for us in the pharmacy profession is bring people together. We And the more diverse our, uh, our profession is, the more we gel together and the more we continue our journey together, that is perhaps the strongest, I believe, one of the strongest points of our profession that we can we can speak with that unified voice. So I would say that celebrating diversity, but also bringing people along that journey with you is absolutely vital. And just to finish it off, if you don't mind, I believe two things would definitely be values that I would take along with me. Number one is respect, uh, respect of people around you, uh, respect for their ability to make a difference, uh, respect of other professionals uh, for the collaboration, that, as Dr. Yusuf said. And lastly, be flexible. I think innovation is another value that will come very handy. Things are changing at a rapid pace. As Mama said, change is the on only constant. We will need to have innovation as our value to really make a difference as we go on. So next generation of pharmacy leaders, be ready to be innovative. Great, thank you, thank you so much. So um, your answers to this question kind of answered uh, my last question, which would have been, what are, um, what's your advice for someone going into a leadership position for the first time? And while your answers for my previous question perfectly answered this question, but is there anything else you would like to add? Keep learning. Your job, your job as a leader has just started. And when you're in a position, you are responsible for not only yourself, but many other people. And it's, it's really, really onerous on you, but it's vital that you continue your journey of knowledge, seeking knowledge in your discipline, seeking knowledge outside of your discipline, but also seeking knowledge of what a leadership means. So I'd say continue your journey of learning. Uh, Mariam, you know, uh, many people come to me and say, you know, why do you have to be a leader? You know, it's too complex, very high level of responsibilities. 
it's a headache. So why don't you know be a traditional person? You know, do the, your job right, be an excellent clinician. By but why a leader? So the answer, the traditional answer that I uh, give to my uh, uh, colleague or subordinate is that the the main advantage of being a leader, yeah, Mariam, is that if you have the good idea, if you have the experience, and if you have the good intentions, when you are a leader, you can change with minimal resistance. But you know, if you have the good idea, and if you have the good intentions, but you don't have the leadership title, you may face a lot of obstacles down the road. So may, may, people may object, people may get jealous, people may not work uh, with you uh, to achieve your target, uh, and then you know uh, the profession will never uh, you know you know evolve or progress. So the main advantage of leadership is that if you have the great ideas, the experience, and the ability to change, you can change and you will change. I don't know if my answer is in line with what Osama said or against it, so I apologize, Osama, uh, for the difference you know, of opinion. I'm used to that, Muhammad. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I have an advice. Uh, I say don't long or don't crave, uh, don't run after leadership position. Uh, however, when you are given that opportunity, then do 200% of your of your abilities to perform and do it right if i can add to that uh, muhammad i think um, if you have the craving my message is if you have the craving for for leadership you don't have to wait until you get the title really um start it as soon as you feel that you're able to to give and, and the second thing is i think always as you're um, entering these stages of leadership and you're trying your best, you, you might not always make the right decisions and you will be criticized and that's okay. I think one of the most important things is look for the lessons learned. There's always something to be learned. Uh, learn what to do and learn what not to do, but always be open to that. And I feel that that really helps us as, as leaders in our profession. Thank you so much for all your wonderful, inspiring answers. Really, this talk could last hours and we wouldn't be done talking about leadership and learning from all your experiences. But unfortunately, we have to call it a day for now. So thank you so much for participating and sharing your experiences with our audience. We hope to have you again for future episodes. I'm sure our audience would love to hear more from you. So that's it. Thank you so much for your time. Take care, stay safe, and we hope to catch you on the next episode. Make sure you follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay updated on our latest news. If you'd like to become a part of any of the IVPN listservs, please leave us a comment and we'll help you join the community. Thank you for your time.